This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution. That will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to BXB, Yankees podcast here on Odyssey. It is episode number seven, the Mickey Mantle episode with Keith McPherson. I'm Sweeney Murdy. Keith. On Tuesday night, hey, finally, celebration. All that anxiety from the summer disappears. The Yankees clinched the American League East. Yay, hooray, they did it. Champs again, AL East champs again. And, you know, sometimes uh, it looked like it it was going to be a collapse. It looked like it wasn't going to happen. But, you know, reflecting on it last night, it was the Yankees division from the start. They took the lead first. They built the lead first. And to see these guys actually come through with it, and get it done with some time to spare here. Uh, it was a good night last night. I mean, and it's important to recognize that seasons have, you know, ebbs and flows and dips and highs and lows. You know, what I mean, we I, I think so much of the season we focus, even when they're winning, we focus on what the flaws are, and every loss is a potential flaw that can derail them in October, and it takes away a lot of the enjoyment and really appreciation for what a long season is and how big of an accomplishment winning the division still is. Yeah, and uh, Yankees fans are spoiled. We're used to winning. We're not used to winning the division lately as much as people realize. Like I was talking about that last night, uh, twice in 10 years. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, I guess three times in 11 years going back to 2012. But what makes the losses magnified is that uh, this fan base isn't used to losing streaks and losing series. And it, it turns into this, oh, my God, this team is not going to win the World Series, win the division. But like you said, it's baseball. Every other franchise is used to having seasons where they have down periods. And uh, the biggest thing for me this year was that coming out of 2021, where it was a roller coaster, literally no consistency, mm-hmm. up and down, up and down, up and down. Yeah. And then that ended with a crash and burn, one game elimination, yeah. you lose in the wild card to your rival rivals, the Red Sox. For them to come back this year um, and people criticize what they did in the offseason, people criticize what they did at the deadline, people criticize the guys that they played every day. It all uh, worked. And it, it worked, yeah. So, you know, I kind of tip my cap to Cashman and the organization to say, hey, you bounced back and won the division when most people in baseball were saying you'd finish third or fourth. And, and listen, I understand what the end goal is here, but I like I say this all the time, Keith. You can't fast forward to October. You've got to play the season. It starts in February, and you've got to get through the summer. And just because there are certain things that don't go your way in June and July doesn't mean that you're not going to move in the direction that you want to go in. I think that's – listen, and they picked a very bad time, I think, when – 
after they had built this big lead and were showing some historic possibilities, uh, things fell apart a little too quickly and went uh, went way off track. I get that. They rebounded pretty well. August was a brutal schedule and it had, you know, the injury issues and slumps and things like that. September's schedule was a lot easier to deal with. That is a given. However, they rebounded in a lot of areas and really did have finished strong in September. Yeah. Um, going back to that, you know, we were comparing this Yankees team to the history of the Yankees, other Yankees teams that had won over 100 games, that had won the World Series, right? Uh, this is the Rolls Royce, not the Hyundai. You know, mm-hmm. other franchises don't have 100 win plus hey, seasons. To compare we don't to. know who our sponsors are going to be down the road. <laughs> let's not disparage yeah. Hyundai, okay? <laughs> Hyundai is immediately out. They heard what I said. Oh. <laughs> Uh, no, you're, but you're right. The There's an expectation here. That doesn't mean you can't enjoy a season. I think that's always taken away. This is a big accomplishment. It always is, okay? When you start in February and you're here at all, it's almost October, winning a division is – you can't get to the other steps without doing this first. So it's worth celebrating. It's worth acknowledging. And, and it's okay to say, wow, great job, even though you know that there are bigger things to do. Um, I think the strong September really is a good indicator because you got you had some players getting up off the deck um, and you had a healthier uh, pitching staff. You, you've got the seeds here, okay? We're going to get into this a little bit uh, later on, but um, this team is – is potentially good enough. Uh, that's really all you can ask for right now, Keith. They're no all I need, yep. all I need is to, to feel like they got a fighting chance. All I need is to know that they secured that. That's another thing. This is the first year of this new postseason format, and the Yankees went out there and got one of the top two seeds. The yeah. Yankees went out there and secured a first round buy. A team that has guys like Matt Carpenter and Andrew Benintendi that need an extra week to heal, to mend, to potentially be able to join them. The Yankees handled business. They did what they had to do. This is the the year post-lockout, right? There were some changes to the season after the lockout. And a lot of criticism came the Yankees' way for not making moves before the line, uh, um, before the lockout, and then what they did after the lockout, not going after uh, Carlos Correa, Trevor Story, you know, the big-name free agents. Uh, the Yankees just, they did it right. And uh, going into October, I feel like they have more than a puncher's chance. I was saying last night on air, nobody knows how this postseason is going to go. You know, to say that the Dodgers and Astros are in it again, they were in it all these times in the old format. They got used to that routine. This is a new thing for everyone. We'll see how it goes. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. But, you know, but the Dodgers don't get to the World Series every year, and they've only won once in the last 30. You know, the Astros uh, have that one World Series. They've been knocked out. You have you have pitchers that, you know, sometimes you have pitchers that show up, sometimes pitchers that don't, which is – and that's a frustrating thing. Uh, that's where Garrett Cole kind of has to go. He gets a 
tune-up again. It's really a tune-up now because they're all exhibitions the rest of the way, right? There's nothing right. left for the Yankees to really play for. I know they haven't officially lost the one seed, but, I mean, you're not going to catch the Astros right now. No, uh, that's almost that was gone. lost, in my opinion, yeah. weeks ago. Oh, absolutely. So <laughs> When we were losing all those games, I'm like, the Astros are still winning. We're not getting and, and, and listen, and that's okay, all right? It's you know, You're going to have an opportunity. Garrett Cole has a tune-up tonight against a team that likes to hit, likes to hit home runs. The Yankees have pitched very well against the Blue Jays here these first couple of games. Uh, I think that's worth noting because the Blue Jays are hungry. They're still playing for something, and the Yankees pitched really well and held them down for two days. I think Garrett Cole kind of needs to do the same thing, even with less meaning attached to this game. The Blue Jays are postseason bound. Their postseason team. I'd like to see Garrett Cole come out there tonight and shut them down and pitch well. Um, Jamison Tyone was great last night. He got me fired up. I'm looking at JMO like, hey, I wouldn't mind this guy getting a postseason start. And he's a guy that we were counting out first, right? We were saying, okay, whoever we trade for at the deadline, that's going to bump him out. Frankie Montas is on the IL. Obviously, we didn't get Luis Castillo. Jamison Tyone has stood up. He's been strong. He's had some solid starts in the last month, month and a half. And uh, I have confidence in him. I have confidence in Nestor Cortez. I have confidence in Luis Severino, right? Luis Severino, um, his next start, I think he said he's supposed to get up to 90 pitches. Mm -hmm. Um, He's ramping up to be ready to do that. And then even with Herman, I was talking last night about how we didn't get to see Herman in 2019 um, postseason in October because of what happened with him off the field. He could be a guy that I don't even know if they plan on starting him, but he could be a weapon out of the bullpen. He could be, be a guy that, they piggyback or that picks up a starter that struggles. So the Yankees have more pitching than they have had in the past couple of years going to the postseason. Um, led by Garrett Cole. Garrett Cole has to lead the way because he is the highest paid. He is the most experienced. Yeah. He is the game one starter. And uh this, you know, a couple, I think he's got two more starts, maybe three. Yeah. He's gotta he's gotta get right. He's gotta he's gotta look confident. He's gotta look sharp. He's gotta believe in his stuff. And uh we can't see him give up multiple home runs. Because like that's the thing that's plagued him all season. You're going to see him face Toronto. You're going to see him face Texas. So he's got some power hitters that he'll have to get through and get himself moving in the right direction. You know, it's an interesting point about Herman. Like, you know, I, I think we all want to script out. Here's a rotation. Here's what it's going to be. One, two, three, four, five. Well, I mean, you don't know how a series is going to go. Um, I mean, you could easily see a, a situation where what if what if Nestor Cortez can only get you through four innings in game two? Now you've got Herman or Ty Owen. You can piggyback on top of them or the same with Severino in a game three. And you've got these guys. It's you know, it doesn't have to be there. There's not a set formula for all this. Um, it's going to be unpredictable at times. I think the Yankees have enough pitching to get through multiple rounds. Um, the bullpen does worry me a little bit. I'll get into that with you a little bit later. Um, but listen, let's bring it back to, you know, we have, we've gone, you know, what, eight, nine minutes here. We haven't mentioned Aaron judge. Okay. Um, judge <laughs> is still stuck. He's stuck on 60. Uh, but boy, um, it's kind of fun to watch him. I don't think he's pressing. He'd be swinging at these pitches out of the zone. If he was pressing Keith. he's a robot. He's programmed. He isn't chasing pitches. I think they said something last night, like he's got one of the lowest chase rates in baseball. His his average like during this time is lower than it's been. He's locked and you can see his focus. Uh, if he was pressing, he'd be chasing those low and outside calls. And uh, he knows what he's looking for. This is a guy that has perfected his batting stance, his eye, his timing. And, uh, you know, he's fouling back some pitches when they do put it in the zone. You know, Bar- uh, uh, Barrios was going at him. He was he was on him, but not all the way on him. And. You know, it's tough because last night 
He ended up walking three times. So four, four times, four times. And it feels like they're pitching around him, but they're not. They just are pitching very cautiously as you should, because Aaron Judge can take you deep on on any pitch. So um, I think it's good also that this takes some of the attention off of Judge for a night. Last night, the callers were not calling up talking about what they would do if they got the home run ball, um, you know, what game they're going to to see history. Now I think some of the attention has shifted. I hope he rests tonight i hope they rest him like you know how they Maybe do good night to do it right because get away you know, day going into an off day we've so, seen this yeah. before we've seen this before and uh he'll come home and, and possibly do it and now i'm like hey all i need is 61 and 62 you know all the talk about him getting 65 66 uh it's slowed down now i just need this guy to get 61 62 before the end of the season like you said the rest of these games don't matter um, Nestor Cortez was calling them practice games. They are. I think these are practice yeah. games mm-hmm. and tune-up games and even tryouts for some of these arms coming out of the bullpen the rest of the way to see who is who and what is what going into October. Yeah, I'd, I'd like to, you know, I'll get into the bullpen with you in a minute. I, I think what I love what Judge said last night about you talked about setting the table for the big boppers behind him. Are you kidding me? This is <laughs> he's <laughs> this, hilarious. I hope he's saying that with a wink and a smile because I think he understands. But, you know, he's taken he, stay, he, he, he saw 33 pitches in Tuesday night's game and five at bats. OK, five plate appearances. Uh, full count every single time. He lined out hard the first time, walked four times after that. But the guys behind him all week in this last week in which he hasn't a home run, Rizzo, Torres, um, before the last couple of days, Donaldson, they were getting big hits. And here's a here's something that jumps out to me, the direct effect of Aaron Judge kind of being pitched around for the last, uh, for the last several weeks, right? Um, and in the leadoff spot, Glaber Torres – has now driven in 23 runs in the month of September. Most RBIs in a single month in his career since May of 2018. Mm. Tells you that Glaber Torres is getting opportunities and he's taking advantage of them. This is so huge because you know you've you've seen this and you've talked about this. Glaber Torres is a proven postseason performer for the Yankees. And if they're going to work around Judge, if Rizzo is able to get on base, Glaber Torres seems to be in a place right now where he can make teams pay. He has to, and he has been. Uh, they said he's been batting over 400 in his last 15 games. He's got multiple RBIs, double-digit RBI, and uh, he looks comfortable up there, right? He's not always swinging for the fences. When he's swinging for the fences, that's when he's striking out. Mm-hmm. If he's taking what they give him, going the other way, hitting little slap singles, Great, Glaber. That's all we need. Move the line along. And uh, I'm very interested to see what happens with DJ coming back, right? You heard, you said Judge talked about the big boppers behind him. I think he's hilarious. He talks as if he's uh, some little uh, mm-hmm. outfielder speed guy at the top of the order. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but when DJ comes back, right, you know, does that push everyone down a little bit? Stanton has struggled the last two days. Donaldson has struggled the last two days. Um, there's going to be some changes with the lineup. Uh, I hope DJ is ready to go, but uh, these are all good problems to have as far as like, you know, another guy coming back, having the best player in the world in the lineup at the top of the order. Glaber Torres, a guy that had struggled, he was batting 183. That was the number for a while we were talking about with Glaber Torres. Now he's hitting over 400. He's figured it out. Even a guy like Oswaldo Cabrera in the lineup. Pleasant surprise for that young man to be what he is on this team the last month. Uh, they've they've got the pieces, they've got the guys, and and I'm excited to see what they do when they get in October. Like you just said, Glaber is proven in October. Yeah. Judge is going to have something to prove for sure this October, yeah. and uh, I hope the stars align. 
there's uh, there are some issues with guys coming back and what it could and couldn't do to the lineup here. Uh, you're listening to BXB. It's the Yankees podcast. This is episode seven. We're brought to you from Odyssey, available on all your favorite podcast platforms. Make sure you subscribe, uh, follow, review, all those fun things, and uh, and keep coming back for more as the Yankees are officially into postseason play, and uh, we'll be coming with you with, uh, well, all off season two, but uh, that's going to have to wait because the Yankees are in the postseason having clinched the AL East and a first-round bye. Uh, the ALDS uh, will be the first, uh, will be the next game that counts in which you uh, see them play. 